Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting installment of the Live Free Now radio show. LiveFreeNowRadio.com is the website. Coming to you live and direct every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on 98.9 The Big Talker. Got a great show lined up for you today, John Bush. Joined by Jason Rink. How are you doing, Jason? Doing great today. Living free, as always, in the year of liberty. Right. And uh, by my count, um, now I don't know if this prediction was for 3 o'clock Central Time or what, but I believe that the world is ending, possibly in the middle of this radio show. And let me <laughs> tell you, with the bang. If, if the world were to end, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else there you go. than sitting here talking to you great people about freedom, liberty, and how to live a more free and prosperous life, as we do every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. So we will be taking your calls in the second half of this show, 512-458-8255 here. And uh, we will be joined by Ian Freeman, uh, who is from the Free State Project up in New Hampshire. Uh, But we've got a number of interesting uh, articles and things that we want to talk about developments yeah. news developments that sort of things we so, got some good news to start with actually oh really once. some good news as you declared it 2011 the year of freedom all right here we come i'm ready we've been covering the tsa bid of course the soup was was stolen that's right my soup the, was taken the soup was taken know. that set off the whole big national media outcry of the uh, i don't mind that i'm not getting the credit it's fine <laughs> it's okay it's not about who gets the credit we get enough credit around here on the fourth floor that's right <laughs> so uh it turns out the tsa bill the anti-tsa bill put out by david simpson it's house bill 1937 which would make it a felony for these tsa federal goons to grope you uh, as an unreasonable search at the airport it passed the house we covered that last week and and wouldn't you know it, it passed the Senate unanimously. It now makes its way to Governor Slick Rick Perry's desk for signatory. And that would be the first state in the entire union. We're way behind the curve on the Tenth Amendment thing. We covered that a lot on the show. Check out TenthAmendmentCenter.com or NullifyNow.com, uh, which Rink and I will be over there in L.A. Uh, coming up at the next event. We'll chat with you a little bit about that. Uh, but Texas finally took a step out and is leading the way against the TSA and uh, David Simpson, Representative David Simpson, which we will be having on the show shortly after the session, he has indicated that Rick Perry uh, supports and favors the bill. So we might have a pretty radical, revolutionary, strong Tenth Amendment bill go through here in the Texas uh, legislature. Well, and this Woo-hoo! is sort of a surprise because I believe there was talk that this was going to be sort of sat upon here in the in the Senate committee. and Like an egg. And uh, they didn't want to let that go through. But apparently they received some phone calls and... Uh, yeah. Some, some people making some noise Good because the American people support uh, this type of legislation, which says, you know, don't touch my junk. And, you know, the TSA actually <laughs> responded sense. to the House passing this. Uh, you can check this out at 10th com. But they basically said, you know, OK, here's our take. Um you know, the supremacy clause in the U.S. Constitution prevents states from regulating the federal government. And this is an argument that comes up a lot. I just want to say right now here on the air that that is not true. We're putting it to rest, folks. That's right. They are lying about that because the supremacy clause of the U.S. Constitution does not say that whatever the federal government wants to do is fine and dandy. Hold on, Ring. Did, did you just call the government liars uh i i called the tsa liars and if the tsa is an extension of the government then i guess i did wow that's pretty strong language we have the unapproved opinions here uh going across the airwaves and so the bottom line is 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 the u.s constitution you know and the supremacy clause of the u.s constitution indicates that the federal government can basically do 
anything they want within reason in carrying out their constitutional duties. So it's basically saying, hey, uh, when it comes to setting up post offices, there's certain things that aren't specifically written in the Constitution that they might have to do in order to set up those post offices. But when it comes to this idea of doing these, you know, Fourth Amendment violating pat downs, uh, that is not covered by the Supremacy Clause. There's no honest constitutional lawyer who would who would say that that is true and covered Except under the, Barack Obama, well, right, constitutional but I guess lawyer. I said the honest one, right? Yeah, it's 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 supposed to be uh, the what's supreme is that which is constitutional. So obviously, you can't have anything that's unconstitutional be supreme because it's it's in in contradiction to the Constitution in the first place. And speaking of constitutional contradictions, uh, the Congress is about to vote to extend the Patriot Act. That's another instance. It stemmed from the same thing, 9-11 and the threat of al-Qaeda terrorism. But here we go once again, uh, the Patriot Act to be re-extended. They, they sold it to us that it was going to sunset, but they've already sunsetted it and re-extended it multiple times. And unfortunately, Congress is set to extend a Extend it once again, and specifically, they're dealing with the domestic surveillance aspects of it. And there's been recent reports that are detailing uh, in the past couple years the use of these warrantless wiretaps has just skyrocketed, and the majority of that increase in occurrences has been for non-terror related crimes. So remember, folks, they sold it to you uh, as if it was going to be to protect us from Al Qaeda. Don't worry, folks. We know it's unconstitutional, but al-Qaeda terrorists don't have constitutional rights anyway. But now we see it flipped all around, just like the fusion center systems are in the Department of Homeland Security. And now it's being inflicted upon you, just like the TSA. Happens every single time. So uh, it's a good thing that there's some Tea Party activists, actually, some Tea Party Republicans that are there in the Congress that are pushing back and some Democrats that are still reigning true to the privacy and civil liberties aspect. So there's a little bit of resistance, but unfortunately, as the Congress usually goes, they're not really for protecting rights. They're well, for taking them away. And and this would actually extend them to 2015, I believe. So well, that's a relief. What we're looking at is we're, we're getting to the point where we're we're at you know ten to thirteen years, I think, of a, of a federal program. And I mean, the real question is: is at what point does it become almost impossible to shut down an unconstitutional federal program? I mean, I think we're getting there. Once you're in the double digits of of when a program's been around, it becomes pretty impossible to 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 shut it down. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's it becomes entrenched in the mindset of the American people. It becomes entrenched in the political class. And so this is really I think one of our only opportunities to get this, you know, done for. And and the problem is what we're seeing is that you know, the Democrats like to rail against this kind of power when it's in the hands of Republicans. Uh-huh. But then when they take over power, they're like, well, you know, it ain't so bad to have that power. He's a constitutional scholar. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we just want to expose and remind everybody of the fact that it doesn't matter which party these people are for. See, the political class is against we the people. You understand? That's what the battle is. It's us versus the state. And they're in collusion with one another to take away our liberties. And they want to take away our liberties in different ways, but sometimes they want to take them away in the same ways. And this is one of those examples. Yeah. And, you know, they're not only in collusion to take our liberties away, the two parties, but apparently now leading to the next story, the government is in collusion with Al Qaeda over in Libya. Of course, many people are aware that one of the biggest resistors in this Libyan civil war color revolution uh, is Al Qaeda. And now we have our own government that is assisting in Al Qaeda. And if as things weren't, you know, more uh, obscure and absurd 
Here we have Secretary of Defense Robert Gates. Of course, this war in Libya was not constitutionally declared. And for that matter, we haven't had a constitutionally genuinely declared war since World War II, right? Even the Iraq War, Afghanistan War, the war in Korea. Uh, But now this is not even close to war. What we have here, according to Robert Gates, is limited kinetic action. Rink, what does that even mean? I don't know. It sounds like something it, it, that sounds like an exercise move or something <laughs> or something in in science class dealing with kinetic energy and kinetic activity. And they're getting all physics on. Us. Yeah, I, I'm confused here. But that's the this, point. I think this is this is it's almost funny. It would almost be funny. But it's it's like the federal government has no end to the the semantics and euphemisms they introduce into our language yeah. to try to avoid you know, really talking about what something is. And I just think it's interesting. I mean, here we have something that is now, uh, it's an illegal war. Uh, it's an illegal kinetic action, <laughs> limited get, kinetic get right. action. Get it right. Frank. And nobody can really deny that. Now they're actually talking about ways to maybe, oh, wait, maybe they'll maybe they'll stop it for a short period of time and then start it up again so that that 60 days will sort of renew. So maybe they could have the war for 60 days and oh, then stop boy. it for like two weeks and start it up again. And maybe you do that for like 10 years. So do you, do you think the Republicans are going to come out and call him on his constitutional violation here? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, the Republicans are very concerned about the constitutionality of wars. These days. Right. So uh, I don't know. I think that'll be funny to see is if you get people. Say, well, you know, reading this article, though, it looks like there's a lot of bipartisan support for going ahead and making this an official war. All right. And I really think they should call this a limited kinetic regime change because that's what we're seeing. Mission accomplished. You know, Qaddafi's served his purpose over there just like many other leaders in the Middle East. And, and we tend to, you know, want to pull them out of power. We After we've supported them for a while or been on their side and, and you know, whether or not we have, you know, any leader in the Middle East, they sort of serve their purpose for American, you know, foreign policy needs, mm-hmm. empire building needs, and then... Same They're thing. cast aside yeah. like an old pair of like socks. Saddam and Osama bin Laden. Look it up. Right. But I think the lesson here to take, folks, is consistency. It's all about consistency, especially you conservatives out there listening. You can't be for one part of the Constitution and deny the others. And as Ben Franklin said, you certainly shouldn't give up individual liberty for a little temporary security because you get neither and you deserve neither. This is the Live Free Austin radio show. Speaking of consistency, we'll be joined by Ian Freeman. He's a radical from New Hampshire, the Free State Project, freekeen.com, and the Free Talk Live radio show. We'll be chatting with him, and we'll be taking your phone calls. 512-458-TALK, 8255-512-458-TALK. Are you tired of big government treading on your liberty? Well, so are we. We're Brave New Books, the fiercest independent bookstore in Austin. Located a block south of UT Austin, Brave New Books not only carries the information you need to be ahead of the curve, but we also have water filters, storable food, and superfoods that help you put your health back into your own hands. Contact us at 480-2503 at bravenewbookstore.com or stop by at 1904 Guadalupe Street. 
Jason Rink and John Bush here to introduce you to a brand new sponsor of the Live Free Austin radio show, Enerfood. Yeah, Jason, Enerfood is a powder mix of various green superfoods which utilizes all natural and organic ingredients in order to provide you the boost of energy you need to make it through the day. That's right. With ingredients like organic spirulina, organic chlorella, and organic barley and wheatgrass, you're sure to catch a buzz on life after drinking this mix. Best of all, it's made with non-heated ingredients. It's gluten-free and caffeine-free, so you'll get the best of what nature has to offer. No funny genetically modified nonsense. So check out enterfood.com or call 1-866-762-9238 to learn more about this green superfood powder and also check out their other invigorating health mixes and coffees. That's right. Enterfood isn't the only thing in the Enter Health Botanicals lineup. You got to check out the organic coconut powder and organic skincare lines. Go ahead and give it a try. Call 1-866-762-9238 or visit enterfood.com today. And tell them Live Free Austin sent you. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Live Free Now. Uh, LiveFreeNowRadio.com bringing you the news, views, and tools you can use to live a more free and prosperous life. Today we're pleased to be joined by Ian Freeman. He reigns from New Hampshire, the Free State Project, FreeStateProject.org. And also they've got something going down there in Keene, New Hampshire. It's a smaller community where a bunch of the radicals have, have gathered to uh, shake things up and try to create a free and prosperous society that they can enjoy up there. He's also got a radio show. It's called Free Talk. Live. You can check it out at freetalklive.com. Ian, thanks for joining us. How are you today? Hey, y'all doing well. Uh, wait a minute. What's so radical about believing humans should be free to live their lives how they want so long as they don't aggress against people? Well, I guess that's the norm. Unfortunately, it seems like people have been brainwashed to think that that's something that uh, it would frighten them and cause disorder and chaos and panic. But it sounds like wonderful to me oh, <laughs> that sounds great and and i visited up there uh to Keene. Uh, i had the first time to, to check out Keene last time i was up in new hampshire and you guys got a really good thing going up there a lot of great people and it's good to see families starting to show up and you guys really getting embedded in the community and and you got a lot of good stuff going on i guess we could start by maybe you can introduce some of the listeners to the free state project what's that all about why did you move up to new hampshire Oh, I'd imagine you've talked about it before on your show. Uh, Free State Project is moving liberty-minded people together so they can get active in a way that heretofore has been pretty much impossible. Uh, when I first heard about that, it was an immediate click for me because I was kind of toiling away down in Florida, spending all kinds of money and time doing liberty activism and not really seeing any kind of return uh, on the investment. And so getting around to other people really helps change the entire uh, the, the entire strata of, of possibilities of activism it really is, uh, has been great so far. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, no, you answered just fine. Yeah, and if people want to learn more, they can check out freestateproject.org to get more info about that. Now, tell us what Keen's all about. And, you know, I use the term radical because from an outside view, it seems like those that appreciate the radical tactics, civil disobedience, non participation, more of a consistent activism tend to wind up in Keen. Is, is that a true statement? It's hard for me to say who has wound up anywhere else because I'm not there, so I'm more focused uh, in this area. But certainly, I think the keen uh, brand of activism, if you will, is uh, is a little more wide cutting than in most places. So you know, you do have uh, there's politics going on here, but you do have civil a robust civil disobedience movement, at least robust compared to anything anywhere else that I've ever seen in the liberty movement. There's not much of it out there. Orlando's kind of turning into a uh, a bit of a stronghold for civil disobedience, but outside of that, there's not too much. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different activism types, lots of outreach, lots of media being created. There's a new television show in the works 
uh, Free Keen TV that uh, they're actually probably going to go live with here in just a few weeks. That's great, great. Yeah, tell us about some of that civil disobedience. I know you guys have little daily 420 festivals going on at the town square. What's that all about? Well, it was daily, and it's like right now the the town square has become kind of a DMZ uh, for pot smoking. There's been open cannabis uh, celebrations there on a regularly, uh, kind of a consistent basis over the last couple of years. Back in uh, late 2009, people were going out there every single day at 4.20 in the afternoon and engaging in uh, the use of cannabis uh, openly, and that caused a bit of a stir. Uh, It caused a few arrests, and those arrests ended up actually bringing activists to the police station where they sat around in a circle. If you go to freekeen.com, that picture at the top there, uh, that's from the day when there were probably about 35 people sitting in a circle next to the police station, basically blocking the police from even coming and going uh, through their little access road and getting high at the police station while waiting for their friend to be released. Uh, the, The next day, they tried arresting somebody else to continue to sort of crack down, and activists came back to the police station at that point, then went inside the police station and proceeded to smoke cannabis in the police lobby. So, I mean, it's just the most epic that I've seen, at least in my lifetime, uh, civil disobedience on that particular issue. Yeah, Ian, you know, it's interesting because I think as a the American culture is so focused on the top down, trying to change things from the top down. But when you really look at it, all change really starts from the individual level. And yeah. this idea of of sort of nullifying the law on a personal level, then on a community level, and then on a city level, then on a state level, then on a federal level. I mean, really, the federal level should be the last concern we have. We should move everything down to this local level, get people to really start walking and living in that reality and and changing the minds of people and and what people do. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the word nullify because that's a really important aspect of this. You've got civil disobedience on one hand, which is kind of this this spectacle, something that is done in public, something to bring attention to an issue. But on the other hand, there's a there's a very important corollary that goes along with it, and that is non-cooperation, which is your personal individual nullification of the state's arbitrary rules. Where you, for instance, if you are engaging in civil disobedience, or even if not, even if you just get a speeding ticket or just happen to get picked up for some sort of nonsense crime, you refuse to pay the fine. You take it to whatever sort of trial you can get. If you can get a jury trial, get that. If it's a bench trial, at least they still have to spend money to you know, have them prosecute you at this bench trial. Uh, whereas most people just take plea deals, and that just basically does the state's job for them. Uh, If people actually stand up and refuse to obey, it really sticks it to the state. And getting a group of people together who are willing to do that makes things even more interesting. So what what do you say to the detractors who say, now, come on, Ian Freeman, you know, we have institutions set up like that, Congress (laughs) and your city councils. There's no need to step outside the bounds of the law. What do you say to that? You know, it's funny. Uh, We were at a trial recently for a young lady who stood in front of a police car, Meg McLean. And at the end of her trial, after a jury unfortunately found her guilty, uh, at the end of that trial, the man in the robe at the front of the room actually began lecturing all of the activists in there, saying that we needed to use the system (laughs) and that uh, that's, you know, the way things need to be changed. And that's great. I mean, good. I've I've done that stuff. Uh, I have you know, managed a campaign down in Florida, and the system sucks. It's slow. Uh, it's it's frustrating to deal with. It's not to say that I wouldn't call some so-called representative and suggest to you know vote in a positive way on 
legislation that might increase freedom, uh, but it's certainly not where I focus my efforts. And besides, you can really only focus efforts there whenever the state allows you to, which is what once every two to four years. So the system is designed to be slow to change, and I'd much rather see people just just essentially do what you suggest and, and personally nullify, refuse to obey these nonsense rules that these government people try to impose upon us. But of course, there's risk involved in that. And that's one of the reasons why it's tough to grow that side of the movement. Right on, right on. What uh, what about some of the other side of the activism too? You 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 know, recommending that people non participate in these coercive, immoral institutions and these petty, unjust laws like marijuana prohibition. And then on the flip side, you know, there still goes before a court. You still go before a judge. But you guys are trying to counter that with some FIJA activism, Fully Informed Jury Association. Uh, we haven't really branched out that uh, to that down here in Austin. Maybe you could tell us what, what that's all about and how that's been helping. Well, it's something that, that I uh, started doing down in Florida because you can do it with just a couple people. You don't need a whole bunch of folks. I mean, the more you have, the better. Uh, but as long as you're willing to stand out in front of a courthouse and take whatever risk is involved in possibly you know, having the police harass you, which is why having numbers of people helps, uh, you can hand out this fully informed jury information to folks and let them know that as a juror, they have the right to vote their conscience. So it doesn't matter if somebody got caught with 20 pounds of marijuana, if you believe that the war on drugs vote not guilty. And it's, it's kind of putting that idea out there, giving those jurors that extra uh, level of uh, control that they didn't realize they had necessarily, because the state does everything they can in most cases to keep that information out of the people calling themselves the state. Uh, will you know they're, they're, they've been trying to keep that message out of courthouses for over a hundred years, right? And and you know most people don't realize it's funny. My my wife just got a jury duty notice. She's got to show up for that uh, next week, and uh, you know it's the first time that she's served on the the jury or whatever. And I I found it interesting. You know most people don't realize that as a juror you have the ability to judge not only the law itself. Mm-hmm. I mean not only the facts of the case, but the law itself. Mm-hmm. And well, how would they? I mean, when you're actually in there, there's a man in a robe who's surrounded by men with guns who reads to you a very specific set of jury instructions mm-hmm. that tells the juror exactly what they supposedly need to know. And, this, you know, people respond to this authoritative uh, demeanor. Yeah, so totally. So, like you said, I mean, and, and, and in whose interest is it in? I mean, this gets into so many different aspects of things because, you know, we start talking about um, how you know, the, the government itself is, we're looking to them to judge their own legitimacy many times, you know? It's like very, it's crazy. It's like uh, the Yankees paying the the umpires uh, for a World Series that they're a part of, you know? I mean, it's like the state is always protecting its own interests, and yet we bow down and we follow the authority and we don't question it. And I, when I say we, I'm obviously not including you. I should say I and many well, I of us, you know. Taxes. I still pay property taxes. I'm right. waiting for people to come here and so we can all have a revolt together. I mean, I, we need to get people together. That's really the, the most critical aspect of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know you, uh, I think I just read that you, uh, with your Free Talk Live, that you guys have got like 100 affiliates or something now? We're about to cross that threshold. Yeah. So, you know, the the what's your take on on the importance of sort of the alternative media and the Internet and and using the different platforms that we have? Maybe we can talk about that. I think we're going into a break right now um, just on how you guys have used 
alternative media, the internet, Free Talk Live, and how you're seeing that used across the country and how important that is to unify and get this message out. We've got uh, Ian Freeman here from Free Keen and the Free State Project. We'll be talking about activism and being a radical here on the other side. This is Live Free Now Radio. Welcome back. This is Live Free Now, livefreenowradio.com, coming to you every Saturday from Austin, Texas, 2 to 3 p.m. We are taking your calls. It is live here on this beautiful Saturday, 512-458-8255. That's 512-458-8255. And uh, so I want to remind you that uh, we have some great sponsors here that we want you to check out and you we want you to support. They make this show possible. one of our local sponsors, Capital Coin and Bullion here in Austin, Texas, is a great place to get your gold and silver. And uh, so check out Capital Coin and Bullion and uh, also check out Enterfood, enterfood.com, one of our great sponsors here for the Live Free Now radio show. Uh, we do have Ian Freeman with the Free Keen Project and uh, Free State Project there up in New Hampshire. And before the break, we were talking about uh, the use of uh, the internet and alternative media to get the word out and to, and to activate people and to unify people and s- spread the message. And uh, so, you, so Ian, you've been doing Free Talk Live for how long? It's almost a decade, since 02. Okay. So nice. A long time. Right on. And uh, so you, you're almost to the place where you got 100 affiliates, and, and that's been a, a very successful show in uh, in sort of communicating this whole radical idea of living as a free and sovereign individual. Uh, what do you think about the state of communication in the Internet and how important that is in, in the battle that we're fighting? Well, obviously for me it's critical uh, because without the Internet and that distribution method, uh, Free Talk Live never would have happened. It just, it just would not have been possible. Uh, the, the support that we received from people that love the ideas of freedom online really helped propel us in the more mainstream, you know, talk radio world. And so the Internet and the uh, co- connectivity that it was able to give us and is able to give us to directly to our listeners, uh, to the people that are the most fanatic about the ideas of freedom, uh, has really been the, the most critical aspect, I think, to growing the show. I mean, aside from me sitting down and dialing phone numbers every single day to talk to program directors. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and we see the federal government making moves to try to gain more and greater control over the Internet. And, uh, you know, I believe they're starting to recognize it as the threat that it is to sort of, you know, mm-hmm. the the media stronghold that they've had in America. And, uh you know, so I think more than anything, I mean, would you encourage other people to just go ahead and if they've got, you know, this this wild idea to start their own radio show or start their own alternative media source uh, to spread the, the message of liberty, would you encourage people to just go ahead and do it? Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, if that's what you feel driven to do, you should absolutely, you know, follow your heart and, and get and keep at it, too. I mean, if that's what you really like, then the most important aspect is to, to keep doing it. Yeah, that's right true. on. Yeah, you guys do a lot of uh, pushing for people to set up uh, pirate radio stations, too, which is a wonderful way to get the message out to the people that are just cruising around and 
and reach out to the common folk. Uh, I wanted to get back to the property tax matter. There's a video out there on the YouTubes uh, that you have. You know, Speaking of social media and getting the message out through this online forum, YouTube's a great way to put out all sorts of liberty propaganda. And liberty on Tour, Cop Block, Free Keen, you guys got a lot of great videos uh, that come out re- regularly. Uh, it's great propaganda, but there's a video of you and some of your, uh, your ke- fellow Keeniacs, and y'all are meeting with the the city manager to discuss social contracts and consensual government and the idea of paying for services that you don't necessarily agree with. Uh, can you fill us in? What, what was that all about? You met to the, with the city manager to discuss your property tax specifically. Is this the, the coercive tax that you find the most difficult to get around? Yeah, and it's a, it's a massive tax. And New Hampshire has got probably the lowest overall tax burden of all the 50 states. But the property tax is, is particularly nasty. And so I went in there with a lot of questions for the city manager. And it's funny that of all the videos that we have up on the YouTube channel for Free Keen, which is YouTube slash Free Keen, uh, of all of the videos, that's one of the longest and one of the ones I consider the most boring because the city manager is just so good at blabbing. He can just fill, he can fill, he'd be great at talk radio because he can just fill dead air with all kinds of just nonsense. And uh, he's just so good at being so slick and smooth. Anyway, uh, so I don't consider it one of the better videos, but it's amazing to me how many people really appreciate the fact that we went in there and that we, we videotaped that. Uh, he makes all kinds of excuses for the violence of the state, and it's, it is an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a revolutionary step, and I, I would like to see more local communities focusing on that idea of consensual governance and why should I be forced to pay for the neighbor's education when I know that the public education system is immoral and it's forcing collectivist nonsense down the the throats of our youth. And I don't know if that conversation is actually happen, happening too many places around the country. I think it's pretty revolutionary. And, and the idea of gathering enough individuals in an area to where you can actually propose, you know, push a, a united front against something like that and maybe step out and send in an itemized property tax, so to speak, I, I think it's great. Yeah, I think those are all great ideas. And the more good ideas like that we can focus in one location, the better. Whether that location is uh, is the whole of New Hampshire or Keene or Manchester or Grafton, uh, there are different areas up here in New Hampshire with you know certainly different aspects to them that are going to attract uh, different types of folks. Like if you want to go live out in the woods kind of away from everything, Grafton's a pretty good place for that because it's away from a lot. And Or if you want to live out in the woods but still be near a city, there's all kinds of woods right next door to Keene. Um, so, and then, of course, Keene is more of an urban lifestyle, but it's really a, a small town. So you can walk across the city in a half an hour and bike across it in you know, 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, so really getting that community of really hardcore liberty lovers who are willing to actually step forward and do some activism that in some cases would require some risk, but not all. You know, there are different ways to, uh, to get active, like, for instance, the families you mentioned earlier. Obviously, folks like that don't feel as though they can take as many risks. But uh, that said, there was a young lady who went out with her mom and sold some ice cream recently without getting a license, and it was great. Oh, boy. Yeah, I like those little uh, – the black market. Uh, a lot of folks in, in New Hampshire are into agorism, which is a creating a competing economies, black market, gray market economies. And didn't you all have a bill just passed through the New Hampshire House? It may not seem like a big step for freedom, but I think it is when you, you, know, you can actually earn a living without having to ask permission. But it basically uh, took away the licensing for uh, beauticians and people that do nails, stuff like that. Honestly, I don't know what the status of that particular piece of legislation is. You should have someone from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance uh, talk about that. But I think that 
It's my understanding that New Hampshire is also one of the lowest, if not the lowest, of all the states with as far as how much licensing there is. So how many different licensed professions? Uh, New Hampshire is one of the lowest, if not the lowest, which you know, that's a good sign already. And that's one of the reasons why New Hampshire was chosen by the Free State Project, because already it has probably the, you know, this is the smallest government, uh, governmental burden of all the 50 states, the lowest ratio of bureaucrats to actual productive people, etc. <laughs> that's a good ratio to have. Uh, here's a question I've been asking all around the country. We've been doing interviews with people for some footage for a 10th Amendment Center documentary we have uh, coming out uh, through the Foundation for a Free Society and the Tenth Amendment Center. Oh, those uh, guys are great. Yeah, they're great. They're real strong for sure, and it's a wonderful message uh, to kind of jam up the system. But uh, the question is: Some say government is a necessary evil. Do you think government is necessary or just plain evil? <laughs> I think that uh, self-government is necessary. It's important to you know control yourself in you know the situations in which you need to act in a certain manner according to whatever is appropriate for the social setting that you're in. Self-government is very important. Uh, but the idea of somebody else telling you how to live or telling you what to do or telling you how much money to give to them uh, for whatever arbitrary reasons, uh, that is uh, completely unacceptable to me. And that's why I have essentially devoted my uh, personal life and my professional life to doing away with the idea of uh, human beings coercing one another. Right on. We're coming up on the end of the segment. Uh, you could tell us a story of uh, how you got tossed in a cage for refusing to take a couch off of your front lawn. <laughs> you want me to tell you that right now? Sure. Okay. So uh, I had my it was my tenants, and they had a couch out in their lawn. I had no idea it was there. It was right. Nobody ever really noticed it. Uh, my my co-host Mark is here every day. He never noticed it. And so I guess it was there for like a year or so, maybe two years, man. I guess probably about a year and a half. And anyway, at one point, this bureaucrat shows up and threatens me with one of their pieces of paper, some kind of a you know zoning ordinance thing. And of course, I step outside my house with my video camera. So the, the footage of that is actually available. I think it's called the Couch Enforcer, if you search <laughs> YouTube for that. And this guy actually is wearing this DEA T-shirt as he's doing it. So it's a oh, former geez. cop who's retired, is collecting a full retirement pension from the police department and working as a you know, part-time or full-time bureaucrat collecting money for working for the zoning department. Right. So, Good gig they, if you can get it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, all kinds of cops do that stuff. They retire and they get another bureaucrat job. Um, so, the, you know, he threatens me with whatever violence they were threatening me with. And I told him essentially, look, I'd be happy to move this couch if the lady who complained would simply come here and talk to me like a neighbor would, mm. rather than calling the state. And he actually claimed that he was going to go talk to her about that. So he comes back later, and or calls me later or whatever, and, and says that uh, she refused to meet me. So right. uh, I ended up finding out during the trial... Um, where I was sent to jail for having this couch in the lawn because I won't pay the fine. Uh, when I went to this trial, I did ask the question of who the accuser was, and the couch enforcer did not want to answer the question, uh, but to the robed man's credit, he did force him to answer, and I discovered that the complaining party was, in point of fact, a city bureaucrat who <laughs> happens to live down the street from me. Right. Oh, yeah. boy. Bullies. Well, Bullies. and I mean, I, I think it's, it's good to know here in America that um, people like yourself are being dealt with uh, when they leave couches on their lawns <laughs> because this is this is at the top of the list. I mean, we do a little segment on on our show here, Live Free Now, called "Too Much Government News," and uh, that's definitely the type of caliber uh, 
event that we like to cover because, you know, many times I think it's it's pointing out these asinine policies and really pointing out the the joke of the state uh, to to thinking people. I mean, most normal people can see this idea of needing to get a license to do nails and, you know, not being able to have a, a piece of furniture on your own property and whatever, that these are asinine policies and this is, you know, we're not free. And I think, you know, sometimes we focus on the big, large police state issues or whatever, which are important, obviously. But these small things and, you know, examples of of what you did, which is to to refuse to obey and then the reaction of the state, I think it sort of makes a mockery of the state. They Mm -hmm. do the job themselves. Yeah, it's important to laugh at them because uh, people are so afraid, and I've been afraid, and still to some extent I, I do get afraid because they are scary, and you try just constantly working to you know to get over that, and being around other people helps uh, to mitigate that and to help in- inspire and encourage others. Uh, but yeah, just not going along with them is so important, and also laughing at them at the same time, you know, seeing them for the absurdity that they are. I mean, yes, they do scary and horrible things to people, but they are also just absolutely ludicrous in so many ways. And being able to point that out and laugh at them is really important, which is why some of the things you guys have been doing down there, like the uh, the street theater, I think that's a street theater is a really important aspect of being able to parody uh, the state and really bring some attention to how absurd they are and make people laugh, put a smile on their face. They're going to like you a lot as a result of that and uh, probably despise the state even further. Definitely. All right, we've got about 20 seconds less, and that 20 seconds uh, left, can you tell us, uh, the listeners, why they should come to New Hampshire at the end of June to participate in Porkfest? Oh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, porkfest.com. Uh, yeah, it's just the most awesome gathering of liberty-minded people that you could possibly imagine out in the woods in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. You don't want to miss it. Great, great. All right, Ian, that's uh, Ian Freeman, freetalklive.com, freestateproject.org, and freekeen.com. Thanks for joining us. You have a great afternoon. Thanks, gents. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're coming up on a break. On the other side, we'll be Doing the too much government news. Yeah, we got a good one. Noodling in Texas. It's now permitted. We're free. 2011, the year of freedom. Jason Rink and John. Hey, Jason. Did you know that the dollar of today is worth only three cents compared to the dollar of 1913? Yeah, I heard that same thing. Why is that? Well, in 1913, the Federal Reserve Bank was created and given the power to create infinite money out of thin air. Oh, so the more dollars that are created, the less my dollars are worth. Isn't that what inflation is? Precisely. So what's a guy to do? Well, Jason, for the past year, I've been buying silver, and i got to tell you, it's one of the best investments I've ever made. I'm sold. Tell me where I can get this silver. Well, I go to Capital Coin and Bullion. It's located on 7304 Burnett Road, right next to the Ichiban Sushi and just south of Genie Car Wash. They always have great deals on silver, gold, and rare coins of all sorts. Can I call them to get more information? You sure can. You can contact Capital Coin and Bullion at 512-371-5884. Ask for Chad or Becky. You can also check out their website at CapitalCoinAndBullion.com. So that's 512-371-5884, and the site is CapCoin.com? That's correct. Well, I'm going to stick it to the Federal Reserve. I'm going to Capital Coin and Bullion today. Be sure to tell them Live Free Now sent you. Attention, Big Talker listeners. Want to get the real information on the agenda behind the Obama administration's policies? 
Brave New Books, Austin's own fiercely independent bookstore, has the resources you need to understand the Federal Reserve, international banking, and the forces behind President Obama. Brave New Books is located a block south of UT at 1904 Guadalupe Street. Contact us at 480-2503 or at bravenewbookstore.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Live Free Now radio show. If you've liked what you heard thus far, I would urge you to check out livefreenowradio.com where you will find podcasted all of our previous shows. And we bring you some great uh, views, news, and tools that you can use to live a more free and prosperous life. A lot of great interviews under our belt. Uh, Marjorie Wildcraft, BackyardFoodProductions.com, if you want to learn how to set up a garden. We spoke with Robert Murphy about Austrian economics, Tom Woods about nullification, and Deborah Medina about Texas individual liberty and what people are doing to push back here in this great state. So it's a great show. we got a lot of shows under our belt. We definitely want you to check those out, download them, share them with your friends, post them on your Facebook. You can also join our new Facebook page, Live Free Now. Just search Live Free Now now in Facebook and you'll be able to join our fan page and we'll get you updated on what we're going to be covering on the show and uh, all of our shows are posted there as well. But right now we have our classic segment, our weekly segment that's brought to you by enerfood.com, E-N-E-R food.com and that's Too Much Government News. Yeah. This week's Too Much Government <laughs> News is a is a fun one and you know, we Rink declared it. 2011, the year of freedom. I was skeptical at first. You know, we got mm-hmm. involved in more foreign wars of aggression. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security has expanded its reach with domestic intelligence and tracking and tracing peaceful activists. Of course, the, the body scanner uh, fiasco was all heated up in 2011. But I came across a news piece the other day, something here at home in Texas. Right. Which, and I'm hoping that this makes its way across the nation. Oh, it's going to make waves waves in the lake so the story is and this is why we're all more free and you should be very proud to be a texan these days texas lawmakers passed noodling bill a bill that would allow texans to catch catfish with their bare hands is headed to governor rick perry's desk for signature after the state senate approved it on thursday the practice known as noodling is illegal in the Lone Star State and is subject to fines of up to $500. It is allowed in 17 states, including neighboring Oklahoma. Okay, so let me just make sure I understand what's happening here. Catching catfish with my bare hands is was illegal, or is currently illegal until Rick Perry signs this law which will then yes. make it legal so something that i didn't even know was illegal uh noodling noodling now the 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 state government is going to allow me to do it am i going to have to pay some sort of fee or fine or license to be able to now catch fish yeah. with my bare hands yeah this is one of those bittersweet little steps or advancements of liberty i'm not even sure if you can consider it that <laughs> yeah. it, it happened uh, recently in Texas also. There's a push to permit. That's the term they use. You're now permitted to catch the uh, catfish with your bare hands. Also, you're now going to be permitted to sell raw milk at farmer's markets or away from the location that you got the raw milk. This is all permitted. You still have to ask permission in order to sell your neighbor 
uh, some raw milk. You still have to ask permission in order to stick your hand in a deep and scary hole at the bottom of the lake and pull out a catfish. Well, this is what I think is, is funny. This article says that the proposed law has been opposed by some reel and rod catfish anglers <laughs> who say they fear that opening the state's lakes and rivers to noodlers would deplete fisheries. <laughs> all so, the noodlers are going to rush in from all across the state. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, I don't know that much about this, but it would sound like the reel and rod fishermen have like an advantage <laughs> sure. over the dudes trying to do this with their bare hands. <laughs> all all hundred of them in, in the whole state. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. This is This is just very interesting to me. But the bottom line here is that, you know, what what's the greater uh what's the greater assault on liberty is the fact that catching fish with your bare hands is illegal or that the state now found another way to generate you know yeah. licensing fees uh on top of all of the other myriad of ways that they're already getting fees and fines yeah. and all that sort of thing yeah, that's so, a good question you know it- what i want to suggest that those of you out there who have the desire to go catch some catfish with your bare hands. We just talk about civil disobedience. Go Uh-oh. on out there. I'm I'm now encouraging mass civil disobedience. Oh, boy. I want people to go out there. I want you to find some catfish. I want you to go catch them with your bare hands before this law comes into, into play, making it legal. Rink, you know this is mainstream uh, FM radio. I do. And I realize the potential consequences. <laughs> and I realize that the uh, reel and rod cash, catfish anglers may have an issue with our, our show now. Uh-oh, we just lost we our just core lost. constituency. <laughs> hey, yeah. it's funny that Ian Freeman was on because after his little couch incident, right, he was tossed in jail. Right. They let him out and apparently... He was still on like probation or some system like that. What if he ends up putting like a love seat out there again no. and gets thrown in the in the jail again? So he goes and does his radio show, and on his radio show he calls for civil disobedience, which is illegal in New Hampshire, and he violated his parole, his parole or his uh, his probation, and he ended up getting in more trouble. So, well, you know, my friend Jason Rink, the radical. That's right, and I do want to mention that uh, there is a movement afoot here in Austin, Texas. To sort of, you know, New Hampshire's got a lot of benefits. You could go to freekeen.com and and see their 130 reasons to move there. But Austin's a pretty cool place to live. And we want to encourage liberty lovers and freedom-minded people to think about sort of making uh, Austin uh, keen south. A liberty destination. Yeah. The, Central uh, Texas. The that's whole, right. The whole region. It's a great region. Lots of small communities. You were just chatting with uh, our good friend Katie Brewer about how easy it is to win a city council seat in a small city like Pflugerville. What, it was 450 votes decided that. And, right. And you could push back stuff like this. Maybe they have a, a noodling band up there in Pflugerville at the local pond. Yeah, we'll have to see. You could reverse that so people don't have to risk their lives to go do what they love to do. Well, and the bottom line is, is we want to leave you with the thought that you know, we don't have to relocate necessarily. I mean, it's it's cool. I understand the strategy of, of doing that. And, and I think there's a lot of good things going on in New Hampshire. But the real question is, is, is if we're not doing anything where we're at right now for freedom and for liberty and, and standing against, you know, unconstitutional laws and uh, against tyrannical government here where we are right now, changing our location isn't going to change that. I mean, we've got to get the backbone and the desire and and the passion to do these things where we stand now 
if we ever hope to to do it in a greater capacity. And 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 as Ian pointed out in the last segment, it is scary and there is risk involved. We we want to know what we're getting involved in before we you know stand toe to toe with the government. But uh, we all can do something right now. Just because we can't do everything doesn't mean we can't do something. Just do what you can. Take on whatever risk you can. It's a it's a wonderful message. And you know what helps me to take on that risk more effectively is. The Inner Food, which this this too much government news was sponsored by Inner Food, and I am well on my way through the Inner Food Challenge. Actually, five I, days. I, I've been off coffee for about five or six days, and it's it's it was rough at first. I'm starting to get into that groove. I do have my little Inner Food drink with the Genesis today, a couple juices, a little acai berries, and some goji berry juice. Mix it in, throw in a little bit of the Inner Food, and you know what? It gives me the same boost that coffee does, and you don't crash down later on in the day. So the Inner Food Challenge is. Is underway. It's rocking and rolling, moving and grooving. And I'm, I'm ho- feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling ho- free. I'm hoping to begin it. I know I've been procrastinating it. <laughs> this coffee. Right? You know, I got my coffee in hand today. Hey, be sure to join next week. John and I will be in Los Angeles, but you will have the Jack Blood, the Jack Blood. and Catherine Bleichen here leading you to freedom on Live Free Now. So thanks for joining us again. This is Jason Rink and John Bush every week from 2 to 3 p.m. on 98.9. We are encouraging you, as always, to live live free free now. now. Rise up this morning.